0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today. And Dad and I are going to bring up a topic here at the beginning of the show. We've had a lot of uh, response on it, a lot of requests on it, and kind of just clarify a lot of the stuff that's going on right now and the increased level of push to normalize the perversion among children and what we're starting to see. As I'm sure a lot of people have realized now this month, has obviously been the largest month in pushing the t- cross-dressing transgender agenda. I mean, it's been very clear about that. All the way from the businesses changing their color themes to rainbows on everything to the NFL coming out now blatantly the other day and saying, you know, the NFL is gay, the NFL is transgender, um, you know, football is gay. It's just bizarre behavior, absolutely bizarre behavior. And as we saw now earlier this week, this is very quite disturbing. As most of you know, a couple months ago, the country of Hungary in Europe, in the EU, came out and basically passed a law stating that they were not going to allow the transgender, homosexual, LGBTQRS TUV movement to be promoted to anyone under the age of 18 in the school system. And what's interesting about this is they said the law is strictly about the protection of our children. It says that for minors under 18, sexual education has to be appropriate, and what we do not allow appropriate is the intrusion of so-called LGBTQRS TUV lobbying NGOs and pressure groups walking into kindergartens and schools to explain to our children why it's a great idea to have hormone treatments and operation changes to make their sex different before they're the age of 18. This is not acceptable practices. Well, as you can pretty much imagine, multiple other countries, including the Dutch prime minister, have absolutely had a conniption fit. Now, it's interesting about this, this the hungry prime minister, they're not coming out and saying if you want to be a queer, if you want to go be transgender cross-dresser and you're a grown adult, we're not going to allow you to do that. That's illegal. They're not even doing that. <laughs> you know, basic law, personal law, you have the right to basically be who you want, and once you're 18, you're an adult. And so but that's not a that's that's not even what this is going for. This is talking about the indoctrination of these young children. So they've now said, basically, uh Dutch Prime Minister came in and he said, and I quote, My goal is to bring Hungary to its knees on this issue. They must realize they are either part of the European Union, its community of values, which means that in Hungary, no one can be discriminated against anyone ever, and they can feel free to be on the grounds of any sexuality. Another individual, Ursula von der Leyen, basically part of the EU commission, said Western leaders have said they will bring Hungary to its knees over the law, banning the promotion of homosexuality in schools at a bitter EU summit. The Hungarian bill is a shame. We will not compromise. We use all the legal powers of the EU commission to ensure the rights of all EU citizens are guaranteed. Now, here's the issue you run into now with this. You have something called biological law. And now for last millennia, society has settled on the understanding that biological law is what identifies gender. Male has basically a Y chromosome. His appendage, females, the same. This has been biological law. This has not been refuted. This has been something that has been always accepted in society. Now you have something that's also called personal law, and that's essentially your right to express yourself in the manner you see fit. So if you decide you want to be a man and you want to be a cross-dresser and you want to run around in a dress and a frou and look like a moron, that is your personal right. You have that right to do so. I don't care if you do it. It don't really don't, doesn't bother me. If you want to walk around in society and look like that, that's your right. Now, the difference of what we're starting to see here now is that we're starting to have societal rights be overrun by personal rights and the violation of natural and biological law. You can't come in and start saying, well, I don't agree with biological law, so I'm going to overturn it. Nobody possesses legitimate rights to overturn natural or natural organization. The same concept goes this way. I can come in and say, I feel gravity is racist. Gravity is just inherently racist to people of color. I think we need to ban gravity. We're not, we're not going to identify with gravity anymore. Gravity has now been banned. Now, I can run around, and I can scream at everybody and tell everybody that they have to ban gravity, too, and we can all say, you know, we're going to ban gravity, so you know what? We're going to jump off the building tomorrow and prove that we ban gravity, or we're going to have a very negative experience when we hit the ground. It's just part of life. There's certain laws that don't change. A male has a Y chromosome. If you have a man that wants to pretend he's a woman and he's in a dress, and he gets in a wreck... And the car turns into an inferno, and the body's burned to a crisp, and they drag the male corpse out of the truck or the car. Even though he identified as a female, even though he may have had female on his basically driver's license, when they do basically a bone sample or they do a DNA sample or they do a molar sample, guess what? He's going to come back as a male. So if people want to have this personal right, I don't care. That's their right if they want to do something weird. That's between them and God, as far as my opinion. But what nobody has the right to do is come in and say, these young children have to be lied to and told that biological law now no longer exists after a thousand years and that they can be a walrus or they can be a broom or they can be a female or they can be whatever they want. Because once you take biological law and you take natural law out of the equation, nothing makes sense anymore anymore. There there is no law. It just means we can literally pick and choose what we want to do and what we want to be regardless of reality, which means we are now going in and we're basically complying with individuals that live in a fantasy world and have a mental disorder. So we're now allowing individuals that have a mental disorder that live in a fantasy world to dictate natural and biological law. That is unacceptable in a civilized society that's as smart and educated as we are. But hence, here we are right now in this country. And what it's doing is it's going in and it's trying to completely underline every single basis. Because guess what? If there's no biological law and there's no natural law, there's definitely none of God's law as far as that they're going to follow. That's completely out the window as well. So this is where they're trying to take it. Once they reach a level of full perversion – there's, there's no bounds anymore. The funny part about it is, even when you read back and look at some of the old Roman literature and a lot of the weird stuff they were involved in, with the pagan worship, the orgies all the time, one thing if you look back, because I, mean, I study this in a lot of history, and the Roman culture, it was always still a male and female now, you still had guys that wanted to run around and be perverts and cross-dressers and stuff like that, but that was part of their own little subculture that they engaged in at certain times. They never tried to come back in and say, we're going to change biological law to comply with a few of the perverts that are running around engaged in this type of weird behavior. They never did that. They still even accepted it for what it was as biological law back then, even to the level of perversion they're in right now. So what we're seeing now understand this is not something about human rights this isn't about transgender rights this is about coming in and revising the entire spectrum of law that we've known to be true pretty much under all of God's law and saying it doesn't exist anymore we get to be our own gods and make our own laws and nobody can tell us otherwise this is direct violation of the Bible and it's a full perversion If people want to do it in the privacy of their own homes, as I said, that's between them and God. But coming in and trying to change societal law, biological law, and natural law simply by saying if you don't follow what we tell you to, you're basically a bigoted, racist, neo-Nazi skinhead, which that's what they want to come up with, all these terminologies now. Here's my question. Where's the tolerance, right? They want to preach, oh, it's all about tolerance. Everybody has to be tolerant, Well, why is nobody tolerant of me not being tolerant of you? The concept only goes one way with them, and that's when you know it's a complete and total sham. When it's rules for thee and not for me, that's what you have to understand what they're doing right now. And the total perversion of all laws that have basically been here for thousands of years, that's what this all comes down to, Deb. I know you got some to add on that as well.
1: Well, gosh, you know this whole show is going to be about this apparently. Uh, listen to me, friends. The left has no guardrails. Okay, the the the, the Kabbalist, luciferian communists, they have no guardrails. They're going off into a ditch. They're going off into the pond. They're going off into the field. They're going off the cliff. They don't care. There's no guardrail. There's no way to stop them at this point because they're completely and totally nuts because they think the boys are girls and girls are boys. I mean, you know, Miss Devada is a guy now he's going to be entering your transgender is going to be entering this USA contest. And you're like, guys, it's unbelievable. And see, why is this happening? Okay. Let me explain this. After I opened up that can of worms yesterday, I've got to, I've got to close it up with some scripture today. And we're going to talk about that right now. Uh, yesterday, a good friend of mine, Jim Bloomer, uh, called me up. He's a high school friend of mine. He called me up and I talked to him for a bit and he was a little bit, you know, he has a few questions to ask me. And one of the questions he asked me was basically, I'm going to paraphrase it is where do you come up with the stories that you come up with and with the conclusions that you draw? And I I said to him, I said, that's a really good question. I said, you know, where do we come up with the stories for the Ted and Austin Brewer show and the conclusions that we draw? Because how do we know that these stories are correct? And there's so much bogus information online. That's what I read into his question. And I said, that's a great question. Now here's what I have to do. Now listen to me, friends. It's just is what it is. I read and scan about 150 stories a day. On the average, anywhere from 25 to 75 of these get posted onto the Healthmasters website on their news articles. And I consider those 25 to 75 to be noteworthy as far as people need to look through them and read them. The rest of the ones that I scan get deleted, 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 especially from Drudge because almost all lies. So all of this stuff is done every single day by me and Austin, and we read continually. Now, here's what happens, and this is what the code breakers discovered in World War II before we got attacked by the Japanese. And if you watch, you know, there's several movies that have been out about this. And one of the really good ones that just came out was called Midway. And, and what's interesting about this, the code breakers actually could get bits and pieces of the data being sent to the Japanese, to the other Japanese people, to the fleet. And they could take pieces of it and build like a, how should I say, a mosaic. And they could get, and they could figure out that, hey, there's this underlying theme and this, this underlying theme and this. And you piece it all together and you get this giant mosaic. Yeah. And it's just, it's something that takes a lot of time to do. That's why I tell you that 95% of the large alt-media shows are complete and total lies. They're lies. They bring you this junk. It's all about China, 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 China. China owns the media. China owns Hollywood. It's all a bunch of lies, okay, because the Rothschilds control China. But unless you've read a lot about the Chinese revolution and the Chinese cultural revolution and it being funded by the Rothschild banking cartel, which I've given you names, dates, and places on this show about that, you think, oh, wow, it's the Chinese, okay? you don't realize the same group that paid for Russia's revolution paid for Chinese revolution. You don't realize that the Zohar was written in 72 AD by basically a Jewish soldier who sat in a cave for 12 years with his son or somebody else apparently and who sat and talked to some demonic angel or entity and basically got the Zohar, which is a compilation of all of the ancient Babylonian texts of witchcraft, ISIS, Egyptian mythology, and worship of demonic gods and all of the ancient Canaanite worshiping of Baal and Asher and Moloch, and they've combined it all together in one giant primer, one big study guide on how to commit witchcraft and raise people from the dead and curse people. That's the Zohar, all right? And it's got some sick stuff in it. You know, the, the Talmud they wrote in the 6th century, the rest of it, it basically says you can have sex with the child at the age of th- uh, uh, starting at the age of three, all this other weird stuff that Jesus Christ was a demon-possessed sorcerer who died in Nevada vat of sewage. Uh, the Virgin Mary was a whore. All of this stuff okay, that they kept hidden from, quote-unquote, the Gentiles from the goyim, from the unclean, for, thousands, for a thousand years. So we have to realize that we've got some issues here going on about what happened with Israel. Now, we've talked about it in depth. I'm not going to go any more into that. But I'm going to read you some detailed stuff about the Old Testament, what God told the Israelites to do. And I'm going to tell you, because remember, God's omnipresent. Remember, he saw all of this stuff unfolding in the timeline, and he basically knew in advance what was going to happen. Now listen to a few of these things he says. He, he's talking about in Leviticus chapter 18, verse 8, no one is to approach any close relative to have relations with them. All right, This is sexual relations. I'm not going to read it to you because i got a lot of kids listening to the show. And what they're saying is basically you don't want to do incest because it's an abomination to God, but also when you commit incest with close relatives, you damage the DNA. God knew that. And you have children basically that are deformed or basically having issues. Having issues. And then Leviticus 18:21, he says, "Listen to this: Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Moloch." <laughs> okay, he's telling them, "Don't kill your children because they were doing this." Okay, ye for you must not profane the name of the Lord your God. And then he says, "Do not lie with a man as one lies with a woman; it is detestable." Do not have sexual relations with an animal or defile yourself with an animal. Now, you think that's some pretty sick stuff. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. You got to tell people not to do that. I mean, it really is. But the reality is, you know, you know, there are bestiality brothels in Europe now. Oh yeah. Sex with animals. They have those available now. And in Canada, it's not illegal anymore either. So they have this stuff going on already around us again, as Austin was talking about with Rome. Now, Rome stood for a thousand years. The reason that Rome fell is that they broke those principles that Austin talked about at the very end where the Romans stopped raising little Romans and all matters of perversion were considered okay. So that's how Rome felt. That's where we are in the United States right now. Now let's continue with the scripture. Okay. I will set my face, this is Leviticus 20, verse 6, I will set my face against any person who turns to a medium or a spiritist, this is to a witch or to like a soothsayer, or like a fortune teller, to prostitute himself by following them. I will cut them off from the people. Yet it says, again, if a man lies with a man as one lies with a woman, both of them have done what is detestable, and they must be put to death. It's Leviticus 20, 13. Now, think about that for a second. It says the blood then must is on their own hands. And It said if a woman approaches an animal to have sexual relations with it, kill both the woman and the animal. By the way, I wouldn't let children listen to this today, by the way. This is too much of this stuff today. They must be put to death, and their blood will be on their own heads. And you think, well, gosh, that's just this awful. Well, yeah, no, it is awful. Because, but you got to remember, when human beings don't have the word of God, if they don't have a template to follow by God, they have a tendency to go to the perversions and what they do now. Now, remember, gonna, let me finish reading. I'm going to keep it into context here. In, in Deuteronomy 4, verse 32, this is what God says to the, to, to the Israelites: Ask how. About the former days, long before your time, from the day created on Hannah Earth, ask from one day of heaven to the other, has anyone so great as this ever happened, or anything like it's ever happened before? He's talking about all the things that God did for these people to bring them out of Egypt, and he goes on to say, "Has any other people ever heard the voice of God speaking out of fire? You have, and you have lived." So he's telling them, "Hey, look what I've done, and look what I've showed you." And he goes on to say, Deuteronomy four forty. Keep his decrees and commands, which I am giving you today, so that it may go well with you and your children after you, and that you may live long in the land your God has given you. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4. The Lord your God, as long as you live, keep his commands. By keeping his decrees and commands that I give you, you will have a long life. Verse 12, Deuteronomy chapter 7. If you pay careful attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you. Verse 14, you will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless, nor will any of your livestock you know, have, would be without young, and the Lord will keep you free from every disease. Okay? Then again in, in verse chapter 9, verse 4, after the Lord your God has driven them out before you, Do not. This is. He was going. They're going into the lands that God's giving them. Now listen to this, people. This. I'm sorry. I shouldn't call you people. Listen to this, my friends. Listen. This is so important. After the Lord your God has driven them out before you, do not say to yourself, "The Lord has brought me here." He's talking Israel to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. Don't say that. No. It is on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is going to drive them out before you. It is not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you are going to take possession of the land. But on account of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out before you to accomplish what he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess. For you are a stiff-necked people. Whoa. Think about what he's saying. Again, this is Deuteronomy chapter nine, verse four. Well, he goes through and starts talking to him about all the things he's going to do. He starts giving him all of these laws, all of these commandments, and then he says something interesting. He goes, he starts telling about blessings, verse chapter twenty-eight, verse twelve. The Lord will open the heavens and the storehouse of his bounty to send rain and your slain and your season to bless all of the work of your hands. And then he says, goes into the curses for disobedience. I'm not going to read those because they're they're pretty awful, actually. So he's telling them, if you listen, I'm going to bless you. If you don't, you're going to be cursed. And then in Deuteronomy chapter 30, and you guys have heard me talk about this before, but I'm going to quote it to you now, chapter 30, verse 11. Now what I'm commanding you today is not too difficult to you or beyond your reach. It is not up to heaven so that you will have to ask who will ascend into heaven or get It and proclaim it to us so we may obey it. Nor is it beyond the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it and proclaim it. Will we have it? No, the word is very near to you. It is in your mouth and your heart, so you must obey it. See, I set before you today life and death, prosperity, death and destruction. You choose. Okay? So he tells them to choose what they should get as far as being blessed. But then he says something, guys, and this is so important. Now, listen to me, because it really speaks clearly of the United States right now. Israel did not inherit the land that they were given because of their righteousness, because of the wickedness in the land they inherited, because the people they were being driven out, basically because of their wickedness. Listen to me here. Israel's rebellion was basically foretold. How did God know this? Because God is omnipresent. He knows today, yesterday, tomorrow tomorrow. He sits outside of our timeline. So he knew that Israel wasn't going to get it. He knew what was going to happen to them. He knew they would never get away from the worship of Baal and Asherah and Moloch. He knew they were going to continue to sacrifice their children to these demonic gods. He knew all of this stuff was going to happen in advance. Why? Because he's on the present. He's looking down the timeline. So then he basically says, Israel's rebellion predicted. Now, the Lord appeared at the tent in the pillar of a cloud. And the clouds stood over the entrance of the tent. This is Deuteronomy 31:15. And the Lord said to Moses, because Moses is about to die, you're going to rest with your fathers, and these people will soon prostitute themselves, that's the Israelites, to foreign gods of the land that they are entering. They will forsake me and break the covenant I made with them. On that day, I will become angry with them and forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they will be destroyed." Many disasters and difficulties will come upon them, and on that day they will ask, have not these disasters come upon us because of our God is not with us? And he goes, and I will certainly hide my face on that day because of all their wickedness turning to other gods. This is what we talk about on the show all the time. So this is the benchmark that we have to go by because they're basically turning to other gods, and what they're doing is they're basically involved in all of this demonic idol worship. So we have to understand what's going on and who's doing this. Now, in the New Testament, things change a little bit more. In the New Testament, you know, there wasn't any more, how should I say, judgment taking place on the people who weren't listening with a few exceptions like Ananias and Sapphira, Sapphira and Acts. But what was happening in the New Testament is God saying, look, I'm sending you Jesus. I'm sending you myself, basically an exact image of God Almighty to be a kinsman redeemer, the second Adam to basically die for you, sacrifice himself for you, to create an energy field forever from the sustainment of his blood that's being basically sacrificed for eternity because he's on the present when he returns back to heaven. And I'm going to basically restore you back to me through Jesus. Because why? Because God realized, and he still realizes, that human beings need to have a mediator. They have to have somebody standing before them and God to restore them back to God because by our very nature, we're sinful beings and it's difficult for us to control ourselves. It really is. You know, that's why we have so many people committing adultery, so many people engaged in homosexuality, so many people engaged in porn, so many people engaged in all types of other weird stuff all of the time. lying and cheating and stealing and on and on and on and on. And all of these things are forbidden by the Bible. So God gave us a template to follow that was his word. But we as Christians understand that it's by grace through faith that that we're saved and restored back to God, not by our own works. Because you cannot be good enough or righteous enough or pure enough to stand by yourself before the great I am. It's not possible. You can't because you've made mistakes and you've done things wrong in your life. You can't. A sinful being cannot come into God's presence because the energy fields are incompatible. We have to go through a transformer to change our energy field, our being, back, to that of God's, so that we can enter His presence. That's what Christianity is, in a nutshell, from a physics standpoint. So we have to understand that. In Galatians, it says, "The acts of the flesh are obvious: sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery." It goes on to say, First Corinthians chapter six nine Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Why? Because you do not have God acting, Jesus acting for you as an intermediary. You don't have that. Do you not know that the wicked will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor men who submit or perform homosexual acts. I talked about this yesterday. In other words, you cannot be saved if you're doing that or if you're involved in that kind of sin. Now, here's the quandary we run into again. Here's the quandary that we always run into. Does that mean that if we do this, we're eternally damned? No, it doesn't mean that. It deals with sin as sin is sin. God doesn't want you involved in any of this stuff. He doesn't want you actively participating in any of this stuff. Now, what happens if you slip up? What if you slip up and you pick up a Playboy magazine? Whoops, you did that one day, huh? Okay, Or you basically do something you know you shouldn't do, which could be homosexuality, but you know it's wrong. And you don't want to do it, but you slip. Okay, That's not what this verse is talking about. What this verse is talking about is an unrepentant, unbelievably stone-cold heart that continues to defile himself or herself by breaking everything God said to do because you want to do it. You know it's wrong, but you continue to do it because you think it's okay because you're reprobate. That's what he's talking about here. All of us have sinned, and all of us have fallen short of the glory of God, and none of us are perfect, and none of us are perfect enough to get to heaven. But if you rely on Jesus Christ as your intermediary, if you accept him, then basically you're saved. Now it says, should you continue to sin, that's what he says in the word, so that grace may increase. And God said, by no means you died to sin. You cannot live in it any longer. But that doesn't mean we're not going to sin. What it means is when you screw up and you make a mistake, all right, repent. Say, God, please forgive me. Help me to do better. That's why he warns you in the New Testament to flee from sexual sins, to flee. Now, why does he do that? There's several reasons for that. When a man sees a naked woman or a provocatively, you know, dressed one, because, you know, women really can dress provocatively if they want to. Okay. He sees that it triggers part of his brain. That's called the nucleus of Cubans. That nucleus of Cubans is as if you saw food after you've been starving for 30 days. You have to go eat the food because you're absolutely ravished and you have to eat. That's the same physiological response the nucleus of humans does to the brain when a man sees a provocatively dressed woman or he looks at corn, or whatever. That's the same thing. That's why the Bible says flee from that. This is how – now listen, I'm taking it back to here today now. This is how so many of these guys, these congressional leaders got themselves into a snare with Jeffrey Epstein, Mossad agent. He took them to a place. He showed them this beautiful woman who was basically waiting for them, and they have sex with this beautiful woman, and she's got all this makeup on, and she looks like she's 25 years old, but she's 15. Whoa. He had his nucleus of cubas triggered. He figured it was okay because she was of age, and Jeffrey Epstein was going to do this. Then suddenly they show him a picture of her without makeup on, and she looks like she's 12. And now he goes, oh, my God, okay? So now he's got himself busted. And he's on videotape with a 12-year-old or a 10-year-old or a 15-year-old. What should he have done to start with? The man's married. He's in this pervert's mansion. He knows he's a weirdo. He knows he's a player. shouldn't be there to start with. As soon as he walked into the room or walked into the house and he saw that girl, he should have turned around and walked and fled like the Bible says to have done. But they didn't. And they got busted. Or they did lines of coke in the house with Jeffrey Epstein. Or they smoked drugs. Or they took illegal campaign contributions. This list goes on and on and on and on and on because they're trying to, what? how should I say, be a politician, be one of the cool guys, say, hey, this is really neat. Let's get on the Lolita Express and let's head down to Epstein Island and let's not think about what they do in that temple with that sacrificial stone after we leave. Let's forget about all that. We're going to go party and we're outside of the continental United States, so we are not subject to the laws. But they didn't expect to be videotaped. Well, what would you have done? How about you don't go on the Lolita Express, number one? How about you don't hang out with a pervert? That's number two. How about you don't go to Mar-a-Lago for a New Year's Eve party when you know everybody's going to be scantily dressed? and They're going to have a bunch of whores, maybe, not sure, never been there waiting for people, or onto some millionaire or billionaire's yacht that he's already pre-stocked with whores. How about you don't go to that? How about no? See, and this is what we have to understand as Christians. We're going to screw up when we accept Jesus Christ, and we're going to make mistakes, and we're going to sin, but you got to be quick to repent for the sins. Ask God to forgive you, and you say, well, what about recurring sins? Paul addresses that in Romans. He says, the things that I know that I'm not supposed to do, those are the things that I do do. The things that I know that I'm supposed to do, those things that I don't do. He goes, you know, what a wretched man is I who will deliver me from this body of death. And he goes, praise be it through Christ Jesus. That's how you have to look at it. So when you have a recurring sin in your life and you're doing things that you know you're not supposed to, you got to repent and you've got to ask God to help you. Does that mean you're always going to have victory over that? Does that mean you're always never going to be tempted by that again? No, because you're still in a flesh. You're still in the flesh suit with a nucleus of Cubans. What you have to be careful is, you don't want to say, I'll do whatever I want to do, and I don't give a rat's bottom with anybody's things, including to the Almighty. I'll do what I want because I'm going to make Satan my best friend, and I'll be on a grease track to hell anyhow because I don't care. Now, I've heard that. I've heard people say that, and you're like, whoa. You see, that's what you don't want. You don't want to go reprobate. You don't. Want, and you guys you guys have felt this before. You walk up to somebody, and it's just nastiness. You go, whoa, this is nasty. This guy's nasty. This girl's nasty. Well, then you find out he's a swinger, that he's whored his wife out, that he's done all kinds of weird stuff. We know what? There's a guy in Auburdale just like this. We know him. We don't even associate with him. The guy's a complete and total weirdo. He's a pervert. And you get near him, and you feel like you got to go scrub yourself down with lye soap. He's a sicko. That's what God's talking about in the Bible when he's talking about being reprobate and being basically going to hell. It's not because you sin and you, know you're not, and you do it because you, don't, even though you know you're not supposed to. It's because you do it because you want to do it because you like it and you don't want to change. That's what he's talking about. So when you accept Christ, that changes everything because at that point, you have the ability to walk by grace through faith. Now, what he's talking about in Hebrews, it he talks about this also. If you continue to have that reprobate mindset after you become Christian, and do what you want to do. So, I'm once saved, always saved. I'll be all right no matter what I do. That's no good either. Because there's no such thing as once saved, also so saved. It doesn't say that. The book of Hebrews is very clear about that in chapter 6 and chapter 10. You can read it on your own. Just do the best you can. If you don't get it right, ask God to forgive you. Try to do it better next time. That's all we are asked to do by God. It's not a hard deal being a Christian. Our yoke is not heavy. This burden is not hard. We give it to Jesus. But what we have to do is have the right mindset. So I want to clarify that. So you think that homosexuals should be taken out back in stone? The answer is absolutely no. Number one, you'll go to prison. Number two, don't do that. They still do that kind of crazy stuff in the Middle East, including cutting people's heads and hands off. You don't do that. We're under the New Testament. We're under grace. Not that we should continue to sin. By no means we died to sin but that we have forgiveness one for another. That's why I can't stand it when Christians pray imprecatory prayers and curses about other people and other Christians and other people they don't like. We're not like that anymore. That's Old Testament stuff. Jesus came to bring love to us and grace so that we may all be saved and spend eternity with him in heaven because he loves you that much. Okay, I just want to go into detail with that today. And, guys, I can tell you one thing. What I just told you right now, you ain't ever going to hear on a Sunday morning. But that's the truth of what the Word of God says. Austin, what do you think of what's your next story? Well, that was spot on.
0: But, I mean, that's, this is exactly what we're starting to see here now. And this is why I brought up what I did at the beginning of the show. Because what they're trying to do with these young children is bring them to that level exactly what Dad was just saying here. Complete reprobate mindset at an early age on so they don't have any idea of what's right and wrong. Everything is a complete perversion. That's why they're so mad at Hungary right now, the country of Hungary, as I told you at the beginning, because Hungary's saying, dude, we don't care what you want to do when you're 18 years old. Do whatever you want. You can't be coming into our schools teaching our kids this complete perversion because they don't know any different. They don't know what's right and wrong yet. They're still learning at these early phases. Four, five, six years old they're still learning how to be alive. They don't don't understand anything yet. And so whatever you tell them, they automatically believe, including full-blown perversion, incomplete and total removal of God's law, of natural law, of biological law. You start teaching them that, by the time they're 18, 19 years old, that's all they've known. You've fully indoctrinated them into your lifestyle, and that's exactly what we cannot allow to happen, because our children, they're our responsibility. They're not the state's responsibility. <laughs> They're not the school's responsibility. They're not even the church's responsibility. They're our responsibility as parents to raise little Americans, and it's so crucial. People start waking up, and it's so—it's been so, I, I guess, exciting to me for some part to see a lot of these families and parents and moms. Like I we went to the school board the other day, and everybody, you know, is hacked off as we were. And so many people showing up for the support. I said, wow, okay. We actually still have some people around here that do not want to allow this to continue to go on, and we're not going to stand by idly by and just accept it and say, well, that's okay. It is what it is. That's where we have to be right now. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. I saw this yesterday, and this was very troubling, and they've they've been getting eviscerated for it on uh, social media. The Make a Wish Foundation, you know, basically the nonprofit organization that helps children, especially ones that are terminally ill. And they do all kinds of basically, uh, you know, stuff as far as in the community. The CEO, Richard Davis came out and did a video and stated he, he would all wish participants, including your wish kid and any siblings will need to be two weeks past completion of their either one dose or two dose vaccine. Blatantly stating that essentially if your children are terminally ill, if they don't have a fully injected system with an RNA gene editing shot, they're not getting anything unless the entire family is shot up. One remarked on Twitter, this is literally a new low for humanity. Terminally ill children will not be granted a wish from the Make-A-Wish Foundation unless you guessed it, you're fully vaccinated. Even actor Rob Schneider, who's actually gotten very vocal about these vaccines now, said he would permanently end his relationship with Make-A-Wish Foundation. He tweeted out, Rob Schneider said, Make-A-Wish will only grant wishes to terminal children who are fully vaccinated? While well, it has been an honor to work with this foundation over the years, if this policy of discrimination of children is true, I will never work with them ever again. And what's ironic about this is at the exact same time right now these clowns are doing this and pushing this this unbelievably vile technology on children Even the World Health Organization, as much as I don't even like them because they flip flop on stuff half the time, they flat out came out and said they are recommending that parents hold off on shooting their children up with this COVID-19, according to their June 1st guidance. Who say that since they tend to experience very mild disease symptoms compared to adults, they're not an urgent need for vaccination and parents would be better holding off right now until more research is done on children being injected. Now, I'm sure they're doing this to try to basically cover their butt because of everything that's happening right now with the myocarditis and pericarditis in young teenage boys. And now the fact that Pfizer and Moderna are now being forced by the FDA to put a warning box on their vaccine insert that basically states this product can cause myocarditis, pericarditis, and heart conditions. I mean – do you need much more information? Do you need much more truth to slap you in the face than this? I mean, honestly, I mean, how much more do we have to be told? It was right in front of us. And ironically enough, now you start pulling up. I pulled up some articles earlier and I found out, you know, obviously why the uh, bumbling buffoon, bobblehead Fauci, you know, she's not getting the media at all anymore. Dude, all kinds of. Even mainstream media outlets just calling him out. Fox News, Dr. Fauci caught lying to Congress after book exposes details of Wuhan on lab link grant. Another one, Marjorie Taylor Greene, fire Fauci, acts triple support after email dump. Goes on another one. Right here. <laughs> some of these, when I was reading some of the headlines on them, Anthony Fauci was hosed down in a kiddie pool after being mailed mysterious white powder. Apparently something happened with that. Fauci caught lying to Congress. Lawmakers claim as a book reveals doctor resisted canceling Wuhan lab, Link Grand. And it goes on and on and on and on. This guy's basically busted people realize now this whole thing was complete and total sham and even ironically enough there was a uh florida highway sign that was hacked you know the big highway signs on the road tell you about traffic and stuff highway sign was hacked that said arrest Fauci." covid was a hoax this is down here in florida seven days ago towards miami which i thought was funny and so but again this shows you People are waking up, even now that they're trying to push this Delta narrative with this Delta variant running around now. Everybody needs to be scared of the Delta narrative, this Delta variant. Again, they're trying to basically cover their butts as hard as they can because they know they've been called out for what they did to everybody last year. And it is imperative – listen to me, my friends – it is imperative that people do – not comply with another round of restrictions and lockdowns and mandates if they attempt to do them in your state. I mean that sincerely look at look at UK right now. i they're having half a million person marches just about every single week because they've had enough. We're, we're done. We're done with these restrictions. After the the UK ministers came out and said, well, any individuals of high value or high importance, we can opt out of restrictions and opt out of quarantines. They said that We're we're high-value individuals, so we don't have to follow the same rules you do. That's because they deal with the whole oligarchy system over there because, remember, they're not sovereign. They're not equal in the eyes of King George, so to speak, is what we did. When that when we did it with the United States Constitution and we made ourselves equal to the king, all of a sudden you didn't have this, well, you can do this and you can't do this, but I'm going to do this because I get to do what I want. That's what they're running into over there, and the fact that we are the most heavily armed populace in the entire world, and we will stay that way. As long as everybody holds their ground, we will continue to maintain some semblance of freedom in this country as long as everybody stands up for what they believe in and does not compromise
1: through fear and intimidation tactics. What do you think then? What I think is that you know you're right. we have to stand our ground. I mean we have to stand our ground with what we know on the Second Amendment. And I'm grieved by this, Austin. I'm grieved by the fact that so many patriots wore the mask and got shot up. I really am. I mean, I'm I'm very, I'm very, 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 very concerned about that because quite frankly, you know, we have all these people basically involved with all this right now and and that are basically compromised and they're doing whatever they want to do, whatever they want to do it. And they're basically in a situation where, you know, it's just, you know, a compromise after another compromise after another compromise. Does that mean that they're going to be so conditioned a compromise? You're going to just give up the guns. Remember, if they start starving us out, which that's probably what they're planning on doing also with all these droughts and all this harp activity out west and all this water shortage out there for crops, then people will get food by going to the FEMA camps, but they're going to go through a metal detector first. I just thought i mentioned all this to you guys. You think, well, this couldn't happen, not in America. <laughs> okay. It, it, uh, you know, I, I want you to understand this. These Kabbalists who practice out of the Zohar <laughs> They don't have your values or my values. They don't have a guardrail. Everything's based on Satanism and the worshiping of Einstein. That's all they care about. That's all they care about. These are the same guys who basically back in 1946 put fluoride in the water. Okay. These are the same guys who back in the 40s discovered the plastics and you know and the plastics were an estrogen compound and discovered what bpa was and that it was an estrogen compound and they were estrogen mimickers and that if you got exposed to these plastics you got exposed to these chemicals that would feminize you These same guys these are the same guys who started telling pregnant women to drink soy protein and feed their children soy protein which is another estrogen mimicker let me stop you for one second i got to explain this for the new listeners When you're in vitro, all right, and you're basically inside your mama's belly and you're basically being formed, hormones play a critical role after the Y chromosome kicks in and tells your mom's ovaries and her adrenal glands to produce testosterone, which causes what's what's coined the secondary sexual characteristic. The clitoris turns into a penis. Okay. The ovaries turn into testicles. Here's the problem. If you don't have sufficient amounts of testosterone, that transition doesn't occur properly, and men are born with very small genitalia. In addition to that, instead of having the left-brain-dominated hemisphere of a male, they develop a right-brain-dominated hemisphere of a woman as far as how they think and their analytical and reasoning skills. same thing happens. If you don't do that, you've good, a good little boy, and he's basically formed properly, but you put him on soy protein after he's born. The left-brain-dominated hemisphere changes to a right-brain-dominated hemisphere, and it cannot be changed back. And so he has the brain of a little girl. So they did this on purpose. The same group that the Bible's talking about who they knew would fall, these Kabbalists, these Luciferians, the synagogue of Satan in the New Testament, it calls them that. They knew this would happen in our society if they introduced estrogen compounds into the food supply and into the environment. This is a problem. Okay. So now it's given us a huge group of people who should have never been quote unquote biologically attracted to the same sex, but because they were basically changed while they were in you know in vivo, basically inside of their mama, they basically have a problem now because their brain's not right. They need to go undergo, in my opinion, extensive psychotherapy. They need to be on testosterone supplementation to bring their hormone levels back up. And they need to be told from the word of God and from their pastors and the pulpit who aren't doing it that that type of lifestyle is not okay. But this was done to millions of people and millions of children. You say, well, they wouldn't do that on purpose. <laughs> they already did, okay? They, they've already injected millions of children with 76 vaccines, and now we have 132 kids here in the United States, boys, who have autism. They've already done it. You can't say they're not going to because they already did. They already put the estrogen in the food supply. They already put the estrogen, soy. Formula out there, which they knew they should never ever have used soy formula for infant. They understand all of that stuff. They've already done it. You, you got to remember, you wouldn't do that. They don't think like you do. They don't feel the same things that you feel. They don't. They don't. They don't believe the way you believe. They want to turn everything upside down. This is what they want because that's what the Bible says. There's a lot of things. Well, it'll be good. It'll be bad. It'll be bad. It'll be good. Everything's upside down because this is the teachings of Salvatore Zevi from 1666. We took control of this Kabbalist group and said we have to basically make everything evil to resurrect our serpent god. That's what he said. Those are his teachings. He's Kabbalist from the Zohar. And so they want to have it so bad and so horrible. And then Jesus said the same thing, right, 2,000 years ago. He said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon the return of the Son of Man. days of Noah basically is when the flood happened and earth was so negative and so for horrible and so so the energy field was so bad that every thought of every man was evil all the time They're, guys listen to me this country, this world is being run by off world entities, I know that sounds weird, I know it sounds bizarre but it's the same Canaanite demons Asherah, Malabalek and Baal and all the same demonic entity stuff that's been going on for thousands and thousands and thousands of years it hasn't changed, that's what abortion's all about it's feeding these demonic entities. I've done entire shows with it. And these people, these Kabbalists, worship these entities. And in doing so, they change the timeline for these people that are worshiping them to make them have all this wealth. And they give them all of this money. And they use them as cutouts, like Bezos, Gates, Buffett. You want to go back a hundred years? Rockefeller. Okay. All, you know, JP Morgan. And they've always done it this way. They use a front person to basically give them a whole bunch of stuff to control the narrative, so they don't get singled out. Because what these what these, these what these roaches really hate, what they really hate are spotlights. You know, I remember when I was young. You know, we lived out in, in an old house that had been built, you know, like in the early 1900s. And and you know, my mom didn't want to you know use pesticides because she wanted to poison the kids and. You know, and there were, we didn't have boric acid back then to use for roaches. And I remember every once in a while you'd go in the kitchen and you turn a light on, you see a roach. It just run. It just, it just, it'd it'd be, it'd be, I mean, it'd be going for a crack somewhere. And you're like, gosh, that's disgusting. That's what we do on this show. We put the lights on the roaches and we show you they are who they are, what they are. And we show you the power, the power, the incredible power you have through the great I am through Jesus Christ. If you're in covenant with him through the blood of the Lamb, we tell you that on this show and we expose the evil of what's going on because guys, think about it for a second. If all of the Christian shows, quote Christian shows that are out there on podcasts, and if all the pastors in the pulpit were telling you what I'm telling you today, we'd stop this mess because the Christians would wake up or would they? Would they wake up at this point or have they been so dumbed down with fluoride and tricyclic antidepressants and all the drugs and opiates, that they would not want to know the truth. Remember what Jesus said? Remember what Jesus said? Light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. He was the Jewish Messiah. He came to them as their Messiah. He performed miracles after miracles after miracles after miracles over and over and over and over. They got to the point, they were saying, he's performing miracles by Beelzebub, by Lice Lucifer. Because they knew he was who he said he was. But they were so upset about losing their quote unquote hierarchy with Roman law, losing their positions in the temple, having to give homage to Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and all the other things. What did they do? They crucified him. Because he called them out for who they were the Kabbalist Luciferian devil worshipers, sacrificing humans, their own children to Moloch and to Asherah and to Baal. Told them their father was a devil in the book of John, so they decided they're going to just kill their own Messiah, and they did. The satanic group killed their own Messiah. Why? Because they did not want the truth in the world. So, if God came in again as Christ, would we listen this time? Would we listen? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't think so. I think I think I think that when every knee is every knee bows and every tongue is forced to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, we're going to listen. Okay. But human beings don't want to do that. They want to follow the things they want to do because they get reprobate, like we talked about earlier in the show. That's why it's important. Listen to me. Talk to your friends about Jesus all the time. If you're hanging out with somebody who's not a Christian, talk to them about Jesus all the time. It's always about Christ. It's always about Jesus. Why? They're going to understand very, very quickly where you're coming from, and they're going to realize that if they don't accept Christ, the only conversation they're ever getting from you is about Jesus. I've got friends of mine that are pilots. I know them. Every time I see them, I talk to them. Always about Christ. Always about Jesus. Always send them copies of the show. Always, always, always. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Why? Whatever's in you comes out of you when you're around your friends. Listen to me. If you want to start doing all kinds of bad things when you're hanging out with bad people, you're going to have to ask yourself a question. Why are you hanging out with them, and why are you doing this? If they drag you into that ditch, why do you want to hang out with them? Stay away from them. Very important. Guys, I love you. It's been a different kind of show today, but I want to kind of button up yesterday's show. I love you. I have not yet had the opportunity to pray for you today. I'll pray for you guys in a few minutes. I appreciate you guys. Go ahead and finish it up, Austin, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Also, to another other this is kind of a funny article at the end, but it's a true article. California now has banned state travel as far as for state-funded employees. To Florida and four other states now, which, of course, you know, us Floridians down here, we're devastated that we can't get California state-funded travel people here anymore. Not. We don't need any more people here. From the article of San Francisco AP, California added five more states, including Florida, to the list of places where state-funded travel is banned because laws that discriminate against members of the LGBTQRS TUZ community, the state attorney announced Monday. Democratic Attorney General Rob Bonta added Florida, Arkansas, Montana, North 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 Dakota and West Virginia to the list that now has 17 states where state employee travel is forbidden, except under limited circumstances. You can't get much more tyrannical than California. I mean, they, they pretty much take the cake now. So if you're a state funded employee, as far as with state funds, you cannot travel to any of those listed states because we don't follow along the narrative that they want. It's almost comical, but quite frankly, that's a win for Florida. That, I'll take a big W with that right now. Cause quite frankly, I don't really want anything out of California. I know a lot of customers and listeners live over there and some of which moved over here and traveled over here. And we always love seeing people that are, you know, on the same mindset as us. But what we're seeing now, this massive, massive migration from some of these hardcore leftist states in the Texas and Florida. I promise you it's going to be a fight that's not going to be fun for us in the next couple of years because for some odd reason, a lot of these hardcore leftists, they do not want to change the way they vote. They completely ruin parts of their state, counties, cities, and then they turn around, absolutely hate it because it's such a horrible place, move to another one and do the same thing. Never seen anything like it before, but again, that's where we're at right now. So again, thank you for the continued support of health masters and getting this information and truth out there on a regular basis. Also one last story as well. Abu Dhabi over in the middle East has now deployed full facial recognition ca- cameras through shopping malls and even in residential areas under the justification that they can detect COVID-19. I kid you not. The technology allegedly detects the virus through electromagnetic waves which ideally changed due to the presence of the RNA particles in the body of an infected person. That's what they claim. The government claims that the trial, of the technology involving 20,000 participants achieved a high degree of effectiveness and has a 93% accuracy and in identified infected individuals according to the EDE research institute. Now, I'm honestly going to call bull crap on that one. I'll let you know that right now. There's so much manipulated data you could try to basically pervert and change and manipulate it in your favor when you're talking about bodies being scanned with facial recognition identifying this now what they very well may be able to do and this is highly probable if you've been injected with the RNA gene editing shot that has a whole host of stuff in it that we don't even know including a lot of people have claimed it's got nanotechnology in it these cameras very well may be able to pick this up with the frequency that they use in these systems. Now, that very well may be positive. They're talking about using electromagnetic waves in these cameras and basically shooting them out, which I'm sure that's really healthy to get walk around all day long when you're at the shopping mall. But again, this shows you how far a lot of these countries have gone now all under the guise of fighting COVID. Because remember, I told you, about every 10 years, we have to have a new big bad boogeyman. You know, from the beginning after 9-11, we had the Al-Qaeda. And then basically it turned into ISIS terrorists. And then we basically started having the Anti, you know, the neo-Nazis that we were fighting against and the climate change that's gone in now. Now we have the big war against COVID. Every couple of years, they got to constantly change the narrative or revamp the narrative with a different boogeyman for everybody to be scared of because a fearful populace is an easily controlled Populous. That has always been true throughout time, hence the reason why they're constantly pushing this narrative. But I saw that article earlier of what they're doing now with this EDE scanning systems. I was like, wow. I said they they couldn't be any more blatant what they're trying to do right now as far as trying to go in and build a complete and total massive police state grid across the entire globe. This is why they've done all this stuff now in the airports with the temperature scanning and the checkpoints now with the um, uh, eye scans. You're know, doing due to facial recognition now when you get on international flights on a lot of these areas now you got to try to opt out of it, I think, and you can get these different passports they're talking about having now, but it's not going to stop. Same thing why they've been trying to do it with the COVID passports. Basically, you've shown you've had your shot. This is all tying into bringing in a full-blown global police state. So it's imperative we continue to resist it as best you possibly can and don't compromise when you absolutely know something is not what it should be. I encourage you guys to continue to get the truth out there. Thank you for the support of Health Masters. The zinc glycinate on sale right now for product of the week last day tomorrow we'll see what else wins it looks like the muscle blast and the vitamin C are neck and neck on there and also to be sure to check out the ultimate multiple powder that would be on sale till the end of the month this month so thank you again for the support my friends have a blessed safe awesome night we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always